Midday Treat with NAZ Elite, a monthly podcast in which I chat with Hoka NAZ Elite team members, and you'll get a behind-the-scenes scoop on their training, racing, and everyday lives. I'm your host, Eric Sensman. You can find our monthly podcast on SoundCloud uh, by searching Hoka NAZ Elite, and you can learn more about the faces behind the team uh, by visiting their website, nazelite.com, their Facebook page, Northern Arizona Elite, or their Instagram and Twitter, both at naz underscore elite. Uh, welcome to this episode of Midday Treat with NAZ Elite. For the second time, I welcome Matt Baxter to the pod. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, Matt, good to have you. Uh, we're going to talk Rock and Roll San Jose Half Marathon, uh, which is this weekend. Uh, presumably this will be published before then, because uh, we'll, we'll chat about the race. I want to set the record straight first, though. You were, you got, you, you got on the team in officially January? January, yeah. Right. And then you didn't have an initial welcome podcast until... Was it July? Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Around August? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it might have been even August. And now, within two months, you're back on the podcast. Yeah. So it took you the longest to actually get on, but probably the quickest to have a return session. So that that either means you're doing really well or expected to do really well. Wow, I mean, I, I hope either. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, yeah, so Rock and Roll Half this weekend, it'll be your professional half marathon debut. Mm-hmm. Um which is to say you've previously run a half marathon. Yeah, so I did the, uh, in New Zealand in 2013, I did the Huntley Half. Uh, so it's a, not the easiest course in the world. It does roll a little bit. And, and there was some good, uh, I had some good competition on the day. The guy who won it was Jono Jackson, um, okay. a runner still in New Zealand. And uh, so I ran 71 minutes something for that, uh, which at the time I was really happy with. I had never run a half and I thought 71 minutes was good, but I did really want to break 70 and that didn't quite happen, but hopefully this is going to be my opportunity to break 70. I, I think you're going to PR. Yeah, <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> what, what did the winner run that, that race? Ah, oh, man, I think he was 70 high Okay. something. Yeah, he made a couple of hard moves yeah. and I just couldn't hang with. Yeah. yeah. So qu- quite hilly? Yeah, 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 there was some good, there was some decent hills, sure. it wasn't, it's no rock and roll course, but right. uh, yeah, no, it was a fun one though. Yeah, yeah so you were just uh, previewing the course there with uh, with Coach Rosario, mm-hmm. um, how does it look to you in terms of the, the layout? I mean, it looks, it's flat, it's yeah. fast, um, what do you think? Yeah, no, I think it looks good, yeah. uh, and I hear a lot about it being flat and fast, uh, especially when you were looking at a 2D map, it looks especially flat, um, but there's a few good corners and stuff as well. I right. think if if I have to navigate one thing on this course and it's going to be that, maybe watching the the kind of tangent that I follow. Uh, but other than that, it just it sounds like the perfect setup to run a fast time. Right. Yeah. So speaking of that, what uh, when you what are some goals for the day in terms of uh, I would imagine well PR might, mm, yeah. might be a <laughs> secondary or uh, third goal, but yeah, in terms of time and, and place and just competing, what what are you looking to do? Yeah, so for something like this, I, for one, I haven't really had a chance to race too much this season, and this uh, this race is actually going to round out my season. Uh, and so my goal is just to run fast. I, 
uh, I want to go to this meet uh, or go to this race and I, I also want to do everything I can to win. Uh, winning is the absolute priority coming out of this, uh, but also winning in a fast time would be uh, something that I'll be really trying to strive for. Sure. So, yeah, we, we talked a bit before this, but something in the 62s would be nice. Something yeah. around there, yeah. And I think a lot of it, because although I have done a half before, it's been, I mean, it was six, seven years removed right. from that. and. Uh, we definitely run long enough in training to understand how I'm going to feel coming up 10, 11 miles in this, but there's still a lot of unknowns. Uh, so I think I'll just be checking myself a lot of time throughout the race and see how I'm feeling. And uh, yeah, around 62 would definitely be a nice time. And if I'm feeling good, hopefully faster. And yeah, that's that's about it. Yeah. And in terms of, uh, well, you'd like to win, of course. So what the competition, what, what does that look like? Do you know much about the field? Yeah, so I haven't looked too much into it. Uh, I think uh, when we're on the track, it's so easy to look at people's track times sure. and you get a good perception of uh, how quality an athlete they are and, and how strong competition they're going to be. But I think for a half, a lot of the time you're looking at, you're comparing someone's track time or someone's marathon time and a half... A half time can also be inaccurate because maybe they ran a, a 63 minute but on a really crazy hard course or they ran a, a 61 on a really flat course. So yeah, it's hard to compare. So for this, I'm, I'm not looking too much as to who else is on the start line. I know there's going to be a, a couple of really good guys who will be keen to push, I imagine. And uh, so it's just going to be on the day. I'll just, just kind of wing it, see what happens. Sure. Um, yeah, so in, in turn, like I said, we, we had you on the podcast two months ago, so you've had a good block of eight weeks or so since then, so I want to dig into the, the training a bit, um, maybe to kick that off. I think a lot of people, uh, when they go into a race, a half marathon, marathon, whatever, uh, a lot of times the question is, well, what, <laughs> what pace should I run? You know, just most runners, not necessarily uh, at the elite level, but um, so what, what sort of... What sort of advice, like, how do you know that, okay, 62s is, is uh, you know, an, uh, a time you can target? Like, what, what in training sort of indicates that and gives you, um, yeah, that framework? Yeah, so I think a lot of it is we'll do, uh, we've been doing some 8, 10-mile long tempos on Lake Mary, and uh, one good gauge is the pace you can run for that. There's kind of like an obvious one. If you can run this sort of pace, then that might equate to something at sea level. Uh, but also another one is how comfortable do you feel running that pace is that uh, that 10 mile tempo you did on Lake Mira, was that an all out 10 mile or did you feel like you could have run another few miles? And so doing that and seeing how comfortable I feel running some of those paces and also the guys who I'm around. I mean, I've been training with uh, Scott Fobble, Sid Vaughan, and uh, even Scott Smith as well. Uh, and Rory, Rory Linkleader, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> no, he's all right. Uh, and so seeing where I am around those guys and engaging um, how I feel running some of the paces which they do and then also looking at some of the races that I've done, some of the times they're capable of, I think all of that combined gives me an idea on uh, maybe what I would be capable of uh, on the day. Sure. And uh, yeah, you mentioned Sid Vaughn. So he won last year mm -hmm. in 63 minutes and change. So 
Hopefully you've been dropping him in workouts because that, that would suggest you could run faster. <laughs> I, it would suggest, but then I would actually say that Sid is, is probably a lot fitter than he was sure. last year. He's also <clears throat> racing uh, the same day that I'm going to be racing him and Scott are going to be doing the 10 mile champs. And uh, so I think that there's confidence to draw that he hasn't been dropping me or anything like that because I think that shows that he is also in a really good place of fitness. Sure, sure. Um, and... In terms of a little bit more about the training block, what you mentioned some of the one key session, eight to ten miles on Lake Mary. What are some? What were some of the other workouts that um, maybe built your confidence a bit leading into this race? Yeah, we we've been down to Camp Verde two or three times. I can't remember exactly, but we've been down for a couple of key workouts at least this these past couple of weeks. Uh, one was a fartlek, but uh, often when you think of a fartlek, fartleks are usually quite unstructured and they seem kind of easy. They're like more of an easier workout, but this one was hard. It was going from, I think we're cutting down from 10k pace, 5k, 3k to sort of fast within each three minute segment. So you're, you're getting progressively faster within each three minutes. And um, that one was hard and that was one where it wasn't a long workout, but it was a grind from really early on. And I came away from that one thinking, well, if mentally I can hang on to that and my body is capable of that constant changing of gears, then uh, I think I'm going to be in a good place for this race. And one very recently that we had was a seven by mile in Camp Verde. Uh, we were running 440 pace and then um, we had sort of a harder mile at the end and, and me and uh, Sid and Scott were together for that and, and we closed in 421 for that one and so that was also a big one where I was just gauging how I felt with it uh, and throughout the miles running 440 pace felt comfortable uh, it, it, it's never easy but it was well within the range that I think I could I could hold uh, sure. for a half. Yes, and to put that into context, Camp Verde is at about 3,500 feet, something so around about half the elevation. Um, what do you notice uh, in training between, say, a Lake Mary workout at 7,000 feet mm -hmm. and then going down to Camp Verde? And, and I guess, is, that, is there a, a mental aspect of it that it's helpful to do that, maybe in terms of being able to run faster and uh, feeling good about that? Yeah, so I always find going down an elevation, I never want to think it's going to feel easy because often you think, oh, we're going down to elevation from, and you're, you're only driving 40, 50 minutes down. So I think your body is still going through different phases of, yeah, you're at a lower elevation, but you're maybe still breathing harder because your body still thinks you're at a higher altitude. Or so there's a few things where your body isn't completely adapted to being at that lower level, which I find at least, I don't know if there's any fact behind sure. that. Uh, but so whenever I go down to Camp Verde, I'm thinking this is still going to feel hard because for one, we're running faster paces than what we'd be running at uh, at altitude. But I always know that the recoveries are going to be the place where I notice it the most. Uh, so we, if we have a two minute recovery uh, up at altitude, then usually it's going to be 10, 15 seconds before getting back on the line. I'm going to start feeling like I could do another rep. Uh, when we're down in Camp Verde, it could be within a minute, I'm feeling like I could get back on the line. And yeah. and so that's one of the things I appreciate the most going down in elevation is that recovery time. Your body just, you finish a rep and you could just get back on the line again so much sooner. Right, right. Um, now, you you were meant to to debut, I suppose, professionally in the mm -hmm. half marathon earlier this year. Yeah. Um, 
uh, Christchurch half marathon. So we discussed this a little bit on the last podcast, but uh, you weren't able to. You're a little banged up at the time, um, so you missed that one. Uh, did you get rock and roll San Jose sort of on your radar soon after that, knowing that you'd like to to debut in the half, or, or when did rock and roll San Jose come come onto your radar? Yeah, so I, w- I would actually say there's probably been two halves this year, which I tried okay. to do. Originally, as soon as I finished my time at NAU, I really wanted to do the Houston half. Uh, so I was working with Coach Mike Smith then, and we were originally <coughs> going to try and build into the Houston half, and then I got banged up, and I that just didn't work out. That was in January. Uh, and then I ended up joining the group, and Christchurch half was, oh, we'll do this one now. And then I got banged up, and I couldn't do that one. And... So a half is something which clearly I've been I've had this desire to do and I've there's been twice now where I've really wanted to get into one and it just hasn't quite worked out. Uh, and so when I came back up here, we were looking at well, what can I do for the fall? Uh, I'm there's a lot of US based champs which would be perfect to do, but because I'm not American, it, it doesn't quite work out. Uh, so we were thinking, what are some races which would be perfect to give me some experience on the road and and also an opportunity to maybe run a fast time or something before shutting the season down and getting ready for track because track is the the main priority uh and so we we're just looking at different options and rock and roll san jose made the most sense it's a flat fast course uh there should be some good competition on the day for it uh and it's just good timing as well uh what are we right now october yeah so october so shutting things down after this, it means I can take a, a little break and uh, and then have a good couple of months to get ready for track. So it just happened to be the one that just fit fit the best in my cycle right now. Sure. Um, and, and you mentioned uh, not being American. You're from New mm-hmm. Zealand. Yep. Uh, the, the U.S. standard, well, in terms of the marathon trials, you can run a 64-minute half marathon and, and qualify for the trials. Is there a similar standard in New Zealand or what does that look like for you guys? Uh, so I guess New Zealand doesn't have a trial, so to speak. We do, uh, we do have our national marathon champs and we do have, uh, our national track and field champs as well, which in theory, I believe they are trials, but there are exemptions because there are a lot of athletes which are based overseas and having to come home. And I mean, our Uh. championships are in March, our marathon championships is the, uh, I actually couldn't tell you exactly right now when that is because it, it kind of switches. It depends on which marathon they decide to use sure. for the championships. Uh, and so I think Athletics New Zealand is really kind to New Zealand athletes and letting um, us kind of focus on maybe European or US season and not necessarily... There's good incentives to go back to New Zealand. And also, if I can go back and compete in New Zealand, I will because I love being back there to do that. But... Uh, they also are realistic that coming back home in March for a track and field champs, for example, uh, while you're in the middle of trying to get ready for a big US season is maybe not the most ideal, especially considering travel back and forth. Uh, so New Zealand doesn't necessarily have a specific trials for, for that. Uh, but there are options to right now, especially where the point system is structured to go home and run what is our national champs and get good points for it. So there's kind of give and takes with it, I guess. Yeah. Sure, that makes sense. And uh, so let's just suppose um, you run 62-16. Okay, that, that'll yeah. be my guess. Really. <laughs> uh, does that get you anywhere uh, back home in terms of getting on a team or anything mm-hmm. like that? 
So there's the the option of World Half Marathon Champs, for example. Uh, I, off the top of my head, I don't know exactly what the standard is for that, but I think it's around that 64-minute okay. mark. Uh, that, that is in March this next year, so it's right in the center of uh, the track season. Sure. So it's it, that probably wouldn't be a likely scenario, but it is one of those benefits of running a fast half. There is the opportunity of going there if that was something which I wanted to do. Right. Uh, and also... Uh, if, if I were to focus on a marathon, which at the moment is not necessarily my plan, right. but um, the way the point system is structured, running, you can run one marathon and one half marathon time. So just having a half marathon time in my back pocket, I guess, sure. can help with if I did want to look at the marathon yeah. soonish, I guess, yeah. But but it's very clear based on your answers. You're you, you want to be on the track for, for, for at least the foreseeable future. Yeah, I yeah. think the more I train with these guys and the more I uh, the men and women on on this team, uh, the more it's funny because the more appealing the marathon is, but also the more unappealing it is. Right. You see how hard people are working for. It's it's crazy. You're thinking they're working this hard for one race. Yeah. Uh, which means that if it goes great, perfect, if if something goes wrong, then it's like, why wow, you worked so hard for one thing. Um, and so when I look at the marathon, I'm like, there's a lot of things where I think it would be cool. It'd be, I would love to have a, have a marathon time to my name. Uh, but I think it's been really good for me to see the training that is required to put into this and the dedication and everything. It's kind of humbled me a little bit to the marathon because since I've never run one, it's so easy to think, oh, if I did one, I think I could rip it. But <laughs> you don't know until you actually do it. Uh, and so seeing the men and women on this team and how hard they have to work for the times they're running, that's uh, it's putting it into perspective and making me happy that I'm waiting, I sure, guess, to do the marathon sure. at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you mentioned shutting down for the season after the half, mm -hmm. although that's not quite true. Uh, <laughs> Speaking because, of the marathon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, yeah, you'll get a taste of the marathon. You're going to pace uh, the Chicago Marathon mm -hmm. the week after uh, San Jose. So yeah, tell me, uh, tell the listeners a bit about that. Yeah, so uh, we have uh, Scott Smith competing um, in the Chicago Marathon and for the sake of this race and the pacing duties. Um, and so there's going to be a group around 210 to 11, I think, and uh, me and Sid Vaughan are going to be pacing that group, uh, which is exciting because, I mean, it's an opportunity to really help out a teammate. And also I think there's probably going to be a bunch of Americans trying to hang on to that. So yeah. uh, the U.S. has done a lot for me with the collegiate system and stuff. So if I can try and help some Americans get close to that 210 to 11 mark, that would be very satisfying. Yeah, and are you at all... Uh, worried about coming back a week later to run well you'll probably go through in what 65 yes yeah, 65 like low maybe and then uh, it, you may pace as long as 30k 35k 30 yeah I think it's uh, maybe around 30k okay. uh, it's it is hard to tell because it's hard to tell how my legs are gonna feel right. uh, and usually this is not something I don't I don't think this is usually something we would do, uh, doing a half marathon and backing that up with a, a 30k pacing job, but it is the end of my season. I mean, right. uh, and also I haven't really raced a lot, so we can just kind of treat this as a very hard <laughs> long run. I don't sure. know. Uh, 
So I'll just have to wait and see on the day how I'm feeling. I have a full week to recover and then, and also I, I can just run until my legs start giving out on me. So right. long as I'm not pushing injury or anything, then I just, I just run for as long as I can to help those guys out. Sure, sure. Yeah, you, you, may, uh, you may get the marathon bug sooner than later after the experience though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Chicago's a good, that'll be a cool place to sort of be on course mm -hmm. and, and really get to, yeah, experience the marathon that way. Yeah, definitely. And that's one of the things I'm looking forward to is that uh, although the goal is to be there helping out with those those guys, but it's it's also an opportunity to have fun and uh, be on on the course of Chicago, which is, as you're saying, like, I mean, that's a huge marathon major. It's something which I used to watch when I was back home in New sure. Zealand. Uh, and although I have no intention of necessarily finishing it this time, but just getting a taste of the course and, and the environment will be really cool. Yeah. Um, so we'll finish up by going back to where we started. Mm -hmm. You're running the rock and roll, uh, San Jose half. Um, what are you, what are you most looking forward to with your, your professional debut, um, in the half? Yeah. Uh, I think there's a lot of things I'm looking forward to. One of the things I just, I can't wait to race again. Uh, I can't wait to put on that Hoka kit and, uh, and represent the brand and represent the group. Uh, and that's one of the things where I really want to try and fight for a win that, uh, this will be the first time that I could put on uh, the NAZ jersey and really feel like I'm in a position where I could try and win a race. And, and so I kind of want to do that for the group. And that's one of the things which I'm excited about going into this. That's great. Um, well, if history repeats itself, you'll be back on soon mm -hmm. because you'll have been doing great or you'll be expected to. So yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us and look forward to the next time. Perfect, man. Thank you. All right. Good luck.